0: story that must be
1: told from beginning to end. Now, here's a little story I got to tell. Here is a story about music. (laughs) Stories about songs, the carnival. Growing up, my dad was in the military, so we were moving around all the time. And I spent my First 14 years, most of it was spent living in Germany. Around 1980, we moved to Stuttgart, Germany. And growing up like in those army-based life in Germany different places, they kind of want to make it feel like you're living in a a small version of America. So you're living in this gated community. There's military police at both entrances, are the entrance. That are guarding, you know, watching anyone coming in or going out. And then on the base, you know, there's one store for you to buy your groceries, a the commissary. There's the PX to get anything else, your department store basically, where you can buy clothes, toys, jewelry, you know, they had a record section for albums there. Um, there's a bowling alley, probably one movie theater that shows one movie on the screen at a time, one church, just one of everything, you know, along with the living, you know, the, the housing. And, you know, beyond that, there's one TV station that plays American television, and there's one American radio station. So it's kind of like really uh, stripped down to the bare minimum of what you can um, enjoy, what's happening, you know, many, many miles away in the U.S. So one of the big like you know exciting things that wasn't there all the time that was a constant was the arrival of the carnival. So particularly this is 1982 and the carnival's in town and I was never really the kind of person to enjoy riding the rides. I didn't I was in the roller coasters or different rides. I'd play the games enjoy the food but mostly It was a social gathering. So this particular year, uh, this was the fall. I'm pretty sure it was the fall of 82. And hanging out, talking to a friend, pretty much right in front of one of the small roller coasters. And at the time, you know, and I assume this is how it was anywhere in the world, it was common for it to be whatever pop song of the day or whatever pop song of the past, top 40 radio is what they would play so i'm sitting in front, of, standing in front of this ride talking to my friend and um uh song comes on that i recognize the melody i'm like oh okay that makes sense this song was pretty big last year i'm a big fan of this song tom tom club genius of love that's dope but then all of a sudden i hear
0: rapping hey we're friends yeah. new and improved we got of genius? What is this?
1: And so I gotta immediately stop this conversation and focus on because this is a, rap is still brand new and I'm like, you know, trying to find every rap song that exists. And so, you know, if you didn't know the name of a song or name of a group, you know, there wasn't many ways to figure out what it was. You know, back then, I had songs on tapes back then that I didn't learn what they were till like a decade or more later sometimes. So, you know, I was always trying to find out as fast as possible. And so I go to the ride operator who doesn't even want to be there. Um, and I'm like, hey, do you know what this song playing is? And he gives me the most uh, <laughs> uninterested face back.
0: No, I, I don't know what the song is. It's just playing on a loop.
1: I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean a loop? It's an hour worth of music. Every
0: hour of the same songs repeat.
1: I'm like, got it. I look at my watch. And I just kind of know that that song is going to play. But I know I'm probably stretching right now, but I feel it like was like at the 40 minute mark, around there, like 42 minutes, like so 8.42, 9.42, 7.42. I know to get back there that ride to hear uh, this song. I don't know what it is or who it is. And I remember I made a point of like watching my watch and going back to listen to that song as much as possible. Even like on the last day of the carnival, I remember like eating dinner and and watching the clock and running back like the mile and a half, whatever it was, to get back there to hear that song one last time before the carnival closed and went away. And I thought I might never hear the song ever again in life, who knows, you know? So that was like kind of the power of hip hop back then of like, you know, just like how important it was because it was so rare and scarce and little information about it. So I eventually learned that the song was Genius Rap by Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde.
0: I'm Dr. Jekyll and i Mr. Hyde, and we rock the house side by side. The Jekyll and, and the Jekyll and the Jekyll and the Jekyll and Hyde so Dr.
1: Jekyll. And they became a prominent rap group. You know that was their lead single under that name. They had done some records before that. Uh, Mr. Hyde had a project called Lonnie Love, a song called Young Ladies um they were together had a group called the Harlem World Crew and a single called Rapture Convention. Good
0: evening everybody get yes, so glad to hear to all the people in the front and the people in the rear what you gonna have but do you expect to see the number 1 master of the ceremonies you don't care if it can
1: get out of- um but Jekyll and Hyde is when when they became that and they went through profile records um was when they started to like really build a notable career in music and this is also that record was a breakthrough for Profile Records, to around the same time, 82, and directly beyond that, the next year especially, became one of the most prominent rap labels in the world. You know, at that time, it was mainly Sugar Hill and Enjoy and a few other labels, but uh, Profile was about to come on the scene real strong following uh, Genius of Rap. They had Disco 4, you know, around that same time. And then in 83, they had Run DMC and Rockmaster Scott and Dynamic 3. Brand LZ versus K-Rob, and Fresh 3 MCs, that's all around 83. And then later on, they had a lot of big names, or, um, you know, popular names from that time, like Spider-D, the Mastodon Committee, the Showboys, Dana Dane, Rob Bass, Sweet T, Derek B, you know, from the UK. And they had that whole UK hip-hop series, Hard as Hell. So, uh, Profile became real prominent, but that breakthrough thing was really uh, genius rap. Um, as far as Jekyll and Hyde, they had some other records after that. You know, I don't think many things hit as big as that, you know, uh, in my perspective, but they had some definitely some strong records. Like The Challenge was a flip on Danny Six, Nasty Girls. And then they had a uh, song called Getting Money by Pumpkin on the production. Probably their biggest single, though, might be AMPM and Fast Life in 84.
0: AMPM all night long. Turn your radio up because we are. <laughs>
1: And the only song to really capture their namesake, the Jekyll and Hyde concept, some part transformation that, as you can tell by the title, uh, speaks to the Jekyll and Hyde theory. Well, it
0: was a full moon on the 6th of June And I'll never forget that night before I changed from a slick brother to another And boy, it was a terrible set You see, be your Dr. Jekyll means that I huh, Can make about anything, so they really didn't speak too much on that.
1: I think the one thing that kind of maybe the metaphor or the play on words with Jekyll and Hyde might be how they were different from the industry as a whole. Like they had, they didn't have the, the same look as rappers of the time. You know, they were dressed in like business leisure suits and, you know, they, they, they had an album called The Champagne of Rap, you know, but that look kind of matched what they were doing. Like one of them worked on the stock market. One of them worked for the station, uh, radio station, 1010 Winds. Uh, Buying like advertisement times. So they were kind of working in that industry, and their lyrics reflected that. about like living in a penthouse in, in Manhattan and, you know, the, the lavish lifestyle you might have. Or working a, a regular job, not like from hustling or even from rap. Didn't necessarily necessarily say it that way. It was like, you can have a nice job and have nice things and become the champagne of rap. Um, and even in that, you know, you can kind of see their like impact later. Like uh, there's a Gangrene song, Gangrene, Oh No, and Alchemist. And they have a, on their Sawblade EP, have a song called uh, Freshest Rhymes in the World, which is also the name of a song on the Champagne of Rap album. So I, I'm pretty sure that's a, a throwback to Jekyll and Hyde.
0: Hey, Doctor! Yeah, what's up, HY? Yo, man, you know I got the freshest rhymes in the world. You got the what? That's right, that's exactly what I said. Hey, the galaxy! 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 galaxy. They lie.
1: And as far as the two people from the group, they went on to be bigger names in the industry even though they were as rappers. Uh, Andre Harrell, AKA Dr. Jekyll, went on to work with Def Jam, as he worked with Russell Simmons at Def Jam, but went on to be an executive with Uptown, his own label. You know, he's the one that kind of like helped find Mary J. Blige and Heavy D. Uh, Puff Daddy was his intern, that's how Puff got into the business. Um, Alonzo Brown, later on of Mr. High, went on to be at A&R at A&M Records in the early 90s, kind of helping them Finally, plant their feet in the rap game with uh, tragedy, intelligent hoodlum, and goofy chill. So they had some, you know, um, impact on the industry even beyond just being rappers. And as far as Genius Rap in particular, that song for me is a special moment because it really captures the time in hip hop when it was so difficult to find things. You had to seek it out, especially. For me, like living in an army base in Germany, there wasn't, you know, even though we had that one radio station, it wasn't playing rap music, it was playing top 40. The store, the PX. They sold music, but they only were selling albums. And at this time rap was all singles. So I had to like go to like the German mall to find the rap singles. So hearing that at the carnival like always struck me as a very key memory in, in my journey early on. And the power of hip hop and how uh, it supports me my whole life.
0: That's my story, that's my story. That's my story. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up.
1: Before we finish, I want to acknowledge one last thing. I recorded these episodes between November 5th, 2019, and February 11th, 2020. And since that time, a lot of chaos and tragedy has happened in the world, as I'm sure you all know one of those tragedies with the passing of Andre Harrell aka Dr. Jekyll so rest in peace to the man who was a great MC executive mentor and a pioneer for hip-hop him and Mr. Hyde bringing some great flavor into the hip-hop game but this show is about him as an artist and particularly as him as an MC and so I want to end with one of my favorite verses from Dr. Jekyll himself right from AMPM. Here on stories about songs.
0: So my man uh-huh. fresh now, that's me. Just get on the mic and start the now. Mic. I've toured all around the USA. And when it comes to MC, there's one thing to say on the top of the list. So when it comes to this, and when I rock the microphone, I cannot miss. I just put the microphone to my lips. I move my body. I shake my feet, uh-huh. and that's when I rock you out your seat You'll scream and shout while I'm busting it out Cause baby doll, that's all I be about Now tell me, how good you ever resist? I huh, kid that rocks is hard as this. I'm Dr. J-E-C-K, wild L. Yeah. And baby doll, I got